0: and welcome back to another episode of the weaving words podcast uh we're joined by another special guest of mine um this is my buddy kurt i met him here through the comic shop uh, i don't know if i was working at the time maybe working when we first started talking but uh uh we definitely hit it off kurt is a fellow green lantern fan especially the uh, the silver age to bronze age stuff um we Every time he comes in, we're always talking one thing or another about Green Lantern. He's always showing me some of the cool stuff he has. Uh, We're into Star Wars as well. He's a a fellow Boba Fett fan, um, along with just anything that looks cool from Star Wars as well. Um, We share a lot of interest. Uh, He's uh, definitely a lot more musically inclined, as he's been showing me right now, Uh, (laughs) which is awesome. Um, But yeah, Kurt, you got any words?
1: Everything he said is true. (laughs) All of it. Star Wars, uh, Green Lantern, uh, and... uh, uh, thanks to Derek, now Spider Man.
0: Spider Man's awesome. Brought
1: back to the forefront. Uh, John Romita, Spider Man, I should say.
0: Yeah, so the early Silver Rage stuff. Yeah. Well, Derek and I John were talking. John Romita, senior, senior, yeah. Senior. <laughs> you don't like J.R.J. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I, nah, neither do I. No. He was on a, I think, Action Comics or Superman when Bendis was writing recently, mm-hmm. doing the artwork, and it was the worst, dude. Their hands looked like lobster yeah, hands with yeah. like little ridges, and oh, I'm like, what is, what is mm-hmm. that? Like it was, yeah. it was bad when they announced. Um, you know am again I'm a big Superman fan. You're a big Superman fan too actually. Um
1: Well not not really, <laughs> but you know, I like Superman. I mean, yeah,
0: um you know. when they did the Superman year 1 and they announced Frank Miller, I was like, "Oh, this is okay. probably going to be really bad." And then I'm like, "Oh, maybe it will have good artwork. It'll be nice pretty to look at." And then they had a they had Romita Jr. doing the artwork and oh, I'm like, "Oh, this goodness. book is just going to be trash cover to cover and it mm-hmm. sucks because i bought every single one i supported that with my money <laughs>
1: wow
0: i know but I, I just i wanted to buy it just to have it you know because i'm a, I'm a dumb superman fan yeah uh, sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. but no romedia senior yeah he's something man. different man like no, nobody did it uh quite like him because I'll see a lot of his stuff, and it's not only iconic, it's, like we were talking about earlier, it's it's simple in the sense of, like, there's not, there's it's not busy, there's not too much going on, you don't need all this cross-hatching, you don't need all this and that, it just looks simple, clean, iconic, um, yeah, no, it's, it's... Well
1: done, very well
0: done. Yeah, one, Derek and I were talking last week about Spider-Man, you know, especially for the Silver Age books, you know, we're both Green Lantern fans, and, mm-hmm. and as much as I like Green Lantern, especially the Hal Jordan stuff, um, it's not the best stories i laugh a lot at the stuff i know i've talked to you some you know captain sonar stuff like that where it's funny it's hokey at the time it's not serious right and then spider-man had that as well but it had good writing like the stories from back then when Derek explains them to me and i read them, i'm like that Mm -hmm. still holds up like it's still you can relate to it Mm -hmm. there's some stuff that's dated but it's i think that's how you can tell a story is good if it's timeless like you know you you can't um how do you say you it doesn't get dated as much by the the material you know i'm a mm-hmm. huge uh, green lantern green arrow fan when denny o'neill and yeah. neil adams did that run yeah a lot yeah. of that stuff still resonates you know a lot of the jive talk aside like uh, drugs are still a problem classism still a problem right you know uh it deals with police brutality and you know racism mm-hmm. towards minorities and uh, surprise surprise is still going on right now so it's yeah again uh, uh good writing will transcend time that, that's one thing for sure and i feel spider-man does a really good job at that and that's why these books are so sought after still i mean yeah you got people who are super old to uh, my niece who's four years old spider-man's her favorite that's her favorite superhero yeah. um not spider gwen not spider Girl. she loves spider-man, Spider-Man. Yeah. exactly yeah. and that just shows you it's a great character um, but we were talking earlier, and you said you didn't really grow up reading a whole lot of comics, right? Like, you'd buy I them. I didn't really read them, no. Yeah, you'd look at the art, uh, kind of flip through. You said if there was a really good issue here and there, you'd, you'd buy the second one if the story seemed pretty interesting, yeah. but yeah. That, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't grow up with comics at all, so I again, everybody has their own experience on how they end up being comic collectors and readers mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting to hear that because you know almost everybody's story is like i grew up and they bought my first comic and i read it cover to cover yeah. and i couldn't get enough yeah. and i don't have that story you don't have that story really either right? no no. <laughs> what, what would you say with some of the uh the books that um you would buy more frequently than if it was just the art like
1: well uh the first comic book i ever saw was a jungle action black panther my babysitter uh, one of them must have been collecting. They were in a little box, and they were in a closet, and I would pull them out of there. And there were some Spidermans in there too. Nice. But I really liked that that jungle action, that Black Panther. And I had no idea he was actually black because the costume right. covered his whole you know, <laughs> his face and everything. Um, but I was just really fascinated by those. And I didn't have money to buy comic books then, and I wasn't that interested that I wanted to have my own. But, of course, I didn't have money. And I said, hey, Mom, Dad, buy me comic books or anything. And so I was like five, six years old then. And then when I was about 11, about 10 or 11, I found Incredible Hulk 171 out on the street. It was just kind of beat up. So I picked it up. I didn't know who Hulk was. I took it home and I put it on the, the crossing board above my bed on the on the bunk bed. And <laughs> yeah, I keep yeah. it up there, and I pull it down and look at it. And that story was really out there. When you're young, you couldn't get into Counter-Earth and
0: right. Adam
1: Warlock and all this other stuff, you know, but I thought it was a cool, so I kept it's it. It's
0: interesting, yeah. You're it, just it like, oh, was oh, like, what the, is
1: this? Well, the pictures, see, because I was deep into cartoons. Right. Cartoons. What w- Cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. This might be for you younger kids. Back then Saturday morning from
0: I think like seven seven
1: o'clock to one o'clock. Cartoons all morning. See for
0: for us it was seven to ten and then all the all the weird stuff would come on, all the churchy stuff and all the it would just but it's way I was like, I don't care about this. I'll come back at like one when they start playing other good stuff again. <laughs>
1: well, for us, it would be old movies after cartoons went off. Old movies, uh, sporting events.
0: Yeah, sporting events. Now,
1: Sunday was Wednesday. The graveyard was Sunday. If the cartoon wasn't real popular, they'd come on Sunday morning, and then after that, the church shows would come Right. Up. And you had to sit through the church shows even to get to movies or whatever.
0: Yeah, it'd be uh no, it wouldn't be church stuff. That you're right, it was, it was Sunday. Sundays, it'd be cartoons church, on Sundays, and then the church stuff. Saturdays would be infomercials. I'm like, oh cool, they're trying to sell okay. me. Yeah, <laughs> trying to sell me some weird <laughs> vacuum or whatever. And see, there
1: were no infomercials when I was watching Saturday morning. That's so curtain. interesting. There were man. no infomercials. It was cartoons. Uh, Speed Buggy, Scooby Doo, <laughs> so some of that uh, Bugs Bunny, Fat Albert, uh, Fat Albert, mm-hmm. uh, Pink Panther, Pink oh Panther. man, and then the Croft, <laughs> Sid, and Marty Croft, the live action stuff like Puffin stuff,
0: uh, Puffin stuff, I'm not even familiar with
1: Lidsville, that. Uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, they were all live action. Uh, Wonderbug, Electro Woman, and Dino Girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds cool.
1: It it was back then. Uh, Land of the Lost was probably the most popular. It was okay. about dinosaurs and and uh, people that got caught in this little warp. Oh, it, it, I
0: thought it was supposed to be like uh, well, the newer stuff is the Hollow Earth thing, right? So they go down no. into <laughs> Land of the Dinosaurs. They
1: they were. Da- uh, paddling down a river yeah, and yeah they got caught up and they went down this this maybe it they did they didn't say in the, uh, right. the live action ca- i think
0: that's what the new thing just changed because it was same thing they were paddling right. down a boat and then yeah they go went down in the cave yeah
1: waterfall and they end up in this, this the land of the dinosaurs mm-hmm. dinosaurs yeah. in the slee stack
0: <laughs> yeah like some lizard dudes right <laughs> but now there's a
1: cartoon version but it wasn't oh, called no land way. of loss it was called valley of the dinosaurs it's similar type thing they're in a a raft going down the river, and they go through this uh, sinkhole thing, and they wind up in this valley with dinosaurs and and cave people, uh, you know, and uh, kind of like and, the humans in uh, Planet of the Apes. Were they similar to that? Sort of, but they were smarter and they could talk and everything. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, and that's one thing we're gonna bring up is um you you said you you liked a lot of um a lot of the cartoons, a lot of the old oh, television man.
1: cartoons. I loved cartoons.
0: Um, what what was some of the cartoons that you remember vividly? Like you can remember episodes of like my
1: favorite cartoon when I was a kid is like six, five, six years old was Motor Mouse. Motor Mouse.
0: I'm not even familiar it's with that. It's the same
1: old <laughs> genre in cartoons where you have the cat and you have the mouse. The cat like Tom and yeah, Jerry. Yeah, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry are the most famous. It, you, uh,
0: like, Sylvester and Tweety. From Sylvester Tunes. and Tweety.
1: The cat chases the mouse, and they yeah. hit each other, run into walls, and bang, Hunger hit mouse. each other with the with the anvils and stuff. So, Motor yeah. Mouse rode this motorcycle, and it was cool. And Auto Cat, the cat, he worked in the Auto garage. Cat. Auto Cat, and he drove some of the sweetest, and he would build these hot rods to chase oh, him with. That looks
0: cool. I've never and Motor seen Motor Mouse this.
1: would ride this this motorcycle. He always had his motorcycle in those cars, and because we were into Hot Wheels yeah so that's so look that like. cartoon like funny cars some of the cars that autocad would build because he always crashed them trying to catch him yeah. some of those cars were so sweet man and some of them were kind of s- dumb too but, <laughs> but it, was it a cartoon yeah that cartoon i love that cartoon my brothers would want to watch uh the banana splits because that's another live action that would show other cartoons Yeah, what is banana splits Banana um, Splits were like
0: uh, I know it was Hanna Barbera because they did a crossover with DC. That was Suicide Squad Banana Splits, and I had never heard of them. Like, what okay. is this
1: in the sixties? Uh, there was a like how you would know today, like Disneyland and Magic Mountain. Yeah. Okay, Disneyland had Goofy, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. You have your characters, right. and for a theme park, well, there was a theme park. I forget where it was. Was it in Cleveland or somewhere? It was called Kings Island. Okay, it was like Magic Mountain. Right. It's called King's Island. and It might still be there. Well, they had their animal characters. Their animal characters were a gorilla. His name was Bingo. They had a dog. He was a leader. His name was Flegel. Then they had uh, Drooper was uh, like a dog or a, like a camel or something. Yeah, something. Snorky was an elephant. And now they were musicians. Flegel played the guitar. <laughs> Bingo was a drummer. uh, uh Drooper was the bass player, I think, and and Snorky played the keyboards. And they had a variety show, and they were live action, but they would show cartoons, uh, Three Musketeers, The Arabian Nights, and then another live action show in their show called Danger Island.
0: Oh, so they were either dudes in suits they were dudes they were, in suits yeah, then yeah okay uh-huh. I'm, I'm just looking at the pictures right now and then they'd show cartoons in between they that's show so interesting and then
1: they had their little skits in between and yeah that, that was like that show was so popular <laughs> every kid and they had their theme song was oh let's see i can't get the key here let's see <laughs> There it is, is she? la 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 la. la 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 la. One banana, two banana, three banana, four. One bananas we can a bike new store. All bananas make me light like up a We go drooper, drooper, and snore. la 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 la. la 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 la, la, la. Yeah, Something like that. And That's so cool, man. Oh, we couldn't <laughs> wait for that show to come on. Well, so Motor Mouse would come on at the same time, so I would. You have go. to make a choice. Well, no, they were going to watch. We used to make lists (laughs) when the new lineup of cartoons would come out and which ones we would watch. But then I found out Motor Mouse was coming on same time as Banana Split, so I had to sneak into my parents' room. They would still be asleep, and I would turn their TV on and watch Motor Mouse while they were watching. Right, Uh, because they
0: wanted to watch – Whatever show they were watching. Banana Splits. Banana Splits. And, and I like that
1: too, but I like- Be like Motor Mouse more. I loved Motor Mouse. That was my favorite cartoon.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say something, you're going to pull a heist. I'm like, yeah, while they're sleeping, we had to pull the TV out, put oh, it next man. to the other one so we can my watch dad, Motor Mouse and Banana Splits at the same time. My
1: would have had my hide <laughs> if I was. <would. laughs> Back then, you got in trouble. You got spankings, and you got you got the belt, and you got hit. <laughs> Not like today.
0: Would it have been worth it for Mighty Mouse Ma- or Mortar Mouse? It might, have. it might have. I had to see Motor <laughs> Mouse. That was my show, man.
1: But see, my love for comic books that's, or uh, cartoons is what branched into comic books. I liked
0: the cartoon kind of art. Yeah, you like the fantastical, the 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 out there. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, they call it you know small foot, big foot. Big the more cartoony stuff, the more comic booky stuff. Yeah, um, it and yes. Yeah.
1: my cartoons in a, in a little cool little yeah magazine. You can that carry could, a cartoon with you. I could collect. Can't
0: do it like you like nowadays. You right. know, a kid has whatever cartoon they want at their fingertips. Back then, you had to carry a book or draw them yourself or right. do something. Yeah, right. That, that's that's yeah, that's so true. Because <laughs> even yeah, even me when I was a kid is like yeah the. Well, I didn't, again, I didn't read comics, but I'd have, like, yeah. picture books. I'd have books or draw. Again, i draw, you know, poorly draw with crayons, you know, my own little cartoons and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but, no, that's so true. Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't get that nowadays, but it's like, yeah, you can't... It, taking entertainment with you was so hard, and, yeah, you'd have to take a, a novel mm-hmm. or a comic or even... <laughs> Would you say music was portable back then, too? Because the, uh, the Walkmans weren't out by then. No. Yeah?
1: No, 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 no. It was just AM, FM radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you had it in your car, or you had a little pocket radio, and not a lot of people did that with right. a little earpiece or whatever. Not a lot of people did that. And right. so it wasn't very portable. Exactly,
0: no. yeah. So, yeah, you'd get in together with groups, and like you said, you'd go listen to something that everybody likes, or mm-hmm. watch a show or a, a cartoon with your, your brothers or your friends or whatnot um well what we did uh my dad uh
1: and i remember this really well when the jackson five came out um you know and michael was a little guy and his brothers and my dad bought all the 45s and he would bring them home each one uh i want you back was the first one and we had this little toy record player <laughs> a lot of kids had them you had a little toy record player and you play you know you wouldn't put albums on it was like they were made for 45 right well my dad brought home each it was uh Uh, I Want You Back was the first one. And Bobby, I think my oldest brother kept them. I Want You Back. Then it was ABC. And then it was uh, Never Can Say Goodbye, I think. And then I'll Be There. And then the Love You Save. Um, And then they had a lot of other songs, but those were the main. We had a copy of each one of those, like how you told me, Bill. Yeah. The Beatles uh, 45s. Well, we had all those Jackson 5 uh, 45s. And then my dad would bring home, and then you know we'd get for your birthday if you wanted a record or whatever my dad because my dad had this crazy record collection he had old jazz he had 78s in oh, his wow. collection he had you know uh, like vintage stuff that he collected uh from being a musician and everything and so we wanted to do what dad was doing right. so we had our little toy record player and we had that's all our cool. 45s and that's super cool man <laughs> yeah yeah man so that was your music you, you yeah. didn't take it with
0: you yeah exactly it was a. At a designated place, mm-hmm. I just started getting into a uh, uh, collecting uh, vinyls as well it's recently. Vinyl, yeah, because um, mm-hmm. Al gave me Al gave me a record player just cause, cause he he had upgraded his. So he's like, "You want this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, and I gave him a freaking big old giant bottle of uh bourbon back just cause again, <laughs> you know, Al loves to drink and he <laughs> likes whiskey and bourbon and scotch and all that. Ugh. So you know, he did me a solid because he gave me yeah, the, it was an Audio Technica turntable and then he gave oh, me like man. the the interface or whatever for it as well. So I... Yeah. Um, my other friend gave me, so for the Batman, the DC Dark Knights metal, they did a vinyl record with it, with oh, the comic well, book artwork. That. Yeah. On yeah. both sides. So it was just really cool looking. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I want to play this and I don't have any speakers. So that same friend works for Best Buy. So he gives me discounts on like speakers, stuff like that. So got some little tiny, you know, little desk speakers and listen to that. And I was like, this is cool. Went to the antique mall up the road and picked yeah, up, yeah. um, I picked up, uh, a Beatles album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but it has like an apple on the, the yeah. vinyl. and that was um, the
1: studio that they recorded in. Yeah, apple
0: and then writers. uh, I picked up that. I picked up the Star Wars one. It was like two oh, yeah, vinyl yeah. ones. That mm. one was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a bunch of stuff that, and it's funny, it's a lot like comic books. You're like, yeah. it, uh, especially for the bands you don't know, the artists you don't know, you're like, mm-hmm. this, this looks like a cool vinyl cover, like the slip. I'm like, I'll buy this. And then you listen to it you're like, oh, this wasn't that good, you know. But it's just stuff, just like a comic book. You'll look yeah. at it and be like, that's a cool cover. You flip through and like, ah, it wasn't as good as I it thought it'd be, you know. And that, it is what it is, right? Is you're you you're done. Um, but if it's great, you're gonna like, all right, let me throw it on again and throw it on again, throw it on again. Let me read that book again, again, again.
1: Well, you would have liked. Uh, uh, there was a, a group called Return to Forever. They're like a jazz fusion group, um, and some groups did their album covers well lenny white the drummer he's like this ridiculous drummer well he started his own band and he did an album called the of the astro pirates or something You love that you would have bought that just for the album cover
0: right right i had a
1: spaceship and it showed all this stuff but i mean the guys is what, what was it called again uh, his name is Lenny White. He's a drummer. Uh, Attack, I think it was Attack of the Astro Pirates. Was uh, I think that was his first solo album.
0: Adventures of the Astro Pirates. Adventures
1: of the Astro Pirates. Yeah, all that album cover was Yeah, sweet. yeah I
0: would have bought that.
1: It was like a comic book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a comic book. You opened it up. <laughs> you looked in and told like the story of all, the, you know,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. It was it opens oh, up Oh, it was ridiculous. A musical that could space would have Odyssey.
1: been a comic book. But then the music though, Lenny White was just this crazy drummer. I mean, you <laughs> you wouldn't believe some of the things he could do on the drums. And um uh who else was like that? Uh you would freak out over uh George Clinton too, uh uh Parliament. Okay. Funkadelic, there was um... all his album covers <laughs> is like you're on this acid trip. <laughs>
0: But see, you Super would, psychedelic. It's like,
1: crazy stuff. It's like, what in the world is going on <laughs> in that guy's mind?
0: I was uh, flipping through the bins over there and I saw this one and I almost bought it just because of the, the cover. And it was uh, Sputnik. Sputnik. Yeah, and I was like, that looks like a comic book. You got your yeah, big old robot no, and stuff. Totally. And yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what the the music's about. I'm like, I'll have yeah. to give it a shot. So I haven't gotten around to listening to that no, one yet.
1: Album covers, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, album. There were
1: some groups that just, I mean, their album covers. The y and had really crazy album covers. Uh, this group called Yes. They had these really, roundabout. really roundabouts, these yeah. crazy album covers. Did
0: you know that song got so freaking popular, like, I think five or six years ago? Because it was the end credits for a very popular anime. And people were like, what is that? Like, what is that's, this? That's it. And it's so good. Yep. <laughs> so when the credits will start playing, you hear that. Mm-hmm. Steve Howell, the guitar player. And roundabout. be about.
1: <laughs> angels out and, out. Yeah. and then they song.
0: they did that initially for the yeah it was the, even the second season of that show had because it oh, jumps okay. generations it have mm-hmm. it on the end credits it was so popular again and then i think the third series it had a uh, walk like an egyptian but the japanese one um <laughs> yeah as the end credits well that whole show the whole anime almost every character has a uh, some type of american music artist or reference Mm -hmm. so like the main villain for the whole series is dio dio okay yeah yeah he's dio giorno um (laughs) you know uh one of their the one so the original the original because they're all jojos the whole series called jojo Mm -hmm. so the original jojo the first generation the first series was jonathan joestar so jojo second Mm -hmm. generation was his grandson joseph joestar and then his grandson josuke um Mm -hmm. so um yeah, the the first one, his buddy was a uh, Aereo Speedwagon. R- e- L- Aereo <laughs> Speedwagon. Yeah. They'll have a. I think the second part there was these. They call them Pillar Men, but they were like weird. God like Incan like space I don't know it was weird it was like these mystical god things yeah. that were uh the one was ACDC mm-hmm. um, one was uh, Wham Wamu because it's Japanese so it's Wamu.
2: <laughs> Wham
0: yeah Wham. Um, okay. I mean, just stuff like that and uh, <laughs> it's cool yeah and then there's again it's funny because you'll we'll see stuff that can't come over to America when they bring it over mm-hmm. so like uh, Vanilla Ice they couldn't get the per- license for that like oh, okay. they don't want to work with them right. so it'd be right. stuff like um, right. uh, it was like cold uh, uh, ice ice baby yeah it was instead of vanilla ice it was like ice cream or something like that it was something weird (laughs) and uh yeah metallica didn't want to play with them so they did like uh uh magnetica or something like it was just it's funny (laughs) just getting these weird little references because then when you watch it in the japanese one you can hear them say it like metallica you know in their japanese accent Mm -hmm. uh but it's it's so neat again Mm -hmm. those are some of the cartoons i like watching Um, I know we were talking a lot about uh the T V shows. Um, not, yeah. um and you were saying you're a big fan of a lot of the sixties stuff. I'm I'm a 60, big fan of 70,
1: uh, early seventies.
0: Yeah, I was a big fan of uh personally I I really like the Twilight Zone. I like the oh, anthology yeah. series, I like the uh each episode's own story. Mm-hmm. Um again deals with um uh, even, again, like we were talking earlier, uh, good stories transcend time. So there's stuff that they were talking about in Twilight Zone, yeah. stuff they were talking about in Star Trek that still matters now. It's just packaged differently. Yeah. Um, still resonates. And, I didn't get it then. Yeah. And I and that's the thing, too. Yeah. Uh, when, when I first watched them, I didn't get it either. I was just like, what, what is this? Like They were just cool stories. Again, for mm-hmm. me, it's always been about the story. So I was like, oh, this is a cool story. It's interesting. And as an adult, because I, I rewatched Twilight Zone... About once a year or every other year, uh-huh. just because I really like the series and like keeping it fresh in my mind. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I didn't get that the last time I watched it, or I didn't get that initially as a kid. You know, some of my definitely my favorite episode for the longest time was a uh, Time Enough, which yeah. which was the one where he just wants to read. He just wants Burgess to read his Meredith. books. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The penguin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And um and again, the reason I liked this because I could relate to it so much. When I mm-hmm. was a kid, all the way up until like high school, even through mm-hmm. high school, all I wanted to do was read. And people would just get in my way. School would get in my way. Whatever would get yeah. in my way. Even the stuff I wanted to do, like I'd always be reading novels. Like I just loved, love reading. I would get in trouble in my math class for reading books. Yeah. You know, in my English class, I'd finish within a week or two, I'd finish the whole textbook because it's just a bunch of, <laughs> stories <laughs> and uh, i just loved reading so I, I was like i could I was really like yeah there's just never enough time or people just keep bugging you about one thing take the trash out i'm like yeah. i'll do it later no you do it now and yeah, i'm like yeah. i'm reading i'm reading yeah. <laughs> so I, I can relate so much to it yeah. and uh yeah that was my favorite w- my favorite episode for the longest time um, that's a
1: good one um i like the one with william shatner the,
0: yeah terror at uh mm uh, feet mm-hmm. yeah that was a great that, one too. man
1: that one's good and to so serve iconic to, to serve, serve is good man, as well uh, yeah. uh
0: um, another one of my favorite ones was the one uh it was somewhat based on rod Serling was uh the one with um there's the writer and he records into that little recorder tape recorder thing um because mm-hmm. that's how rod sterling would write he he okay. couldn't actually write after a while so he'd just talk into a thing and give the the tapes i didn't know that yeah mm-hmm. he'd give the tapes to his people and then they'd write it down they'd do it because he mm-hmm. just didn't have time for that and uh, so yeah there's this uh the the episode starts off there's um this guy sitting on a couch and he has mm-hmm. this you know cute little blonde on his lap and then this lady goes through the window. She looks and she's like, what the heck's going on? As his wife comes in, where is she? Where is she? And he goes, you're cheating on me, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, what are you talking about? Oh, I saw that blonde on your lap. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. You're going crazy. And uh, so she's like, I'll leave you. If you don't tell me what's going on, because she couldn't find her. She was looking everywhere. Mm-hmm. So he tells her, he goes, well, this is what it is. Then he starts, he goes, oh, a uh, uh, beautiful blonde, uh, this tall, this skinny, You narrow waist, blah, blah, describes her and she becomes real. Okay. And uh, the idea is he's so descriptive with his right Mm-hmm. That he makes things happen, you know uh, come come to life, you know He's his writing come into life and uh, she's like you you're so crazy. You're making me crazy seeing things I'm gonna go call the cops. I'm gonna take everything you have they're gonna put you in institution So he's like no don't don't do that and she as she's walking away He's like uh, as she opens the door in the foyer There's a giant Indian elephant blocking her way, you know tusks and this and that and then she opens it up and you obviously You know, it's the 60s. So they're not gonna have one, but you hear the sound up Yeah, she's like what is going on? and uh you know she starts believing him or kind of believing him and she's like still like no you're nuts and well that one's kind of
1: like the billy mummy episode (laughs) which one's that one when he's this little boy and all these people are being nice to him because everything he speaks comes, yes. becomes real,
0: yeah. So um, the, I'll send you to the cornfield or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. they
1: turn the one dude into a, a jack, jack in the box, and, and yeah, you, you know, yeah,
0: but yeah, everything's real nice now,
1: isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and make sure everything is a
0: good thing, you know, because so, they don't want to make him mad, right? So. And this one, um, he's like, uh, he's like, you can't leave, you know, this thing, you can't do that. And she's like, why? He goes, like, I, I just, I can't let you. And she goes, what, are you, what are you gonna do to stop me? And He pulls out of his safe an envelope with her name on it. And it turns out that he made her up as well. He's <laughs> like, if you leave, uh, like uh, you, you'll force my hand. So she's like, oh, you're crazy. And she goes to leaving, throws it in the fire, and then she disappears. And, uh, and then you know you know how it would have Rod certainly usually wrapping up every episode and goes all right closing mm-hmm. on the picture of whatever you know mm-hmm. uh, we close now on a, a sad artist who has no friends or a sad writer with no friends and no life and only his figments of his imagination Akeem Company and then you just yeah. hear the guy saying now Rod you shouldn't be saying things like that and he pulls out an envelope that says Rod on <laughs> it and he throws it <laughs> in the fire and he disappears yeah. I'm like that's so cool like it's was- it's very interesting way of writing stories to. Engage with the, the viewer. And yeah, same thing with that episode. The I wish I can remember what it was called, the episode itself. But yeah, he would send him to the cornfield when he'd make him disappear. So eventually it was just him at the end of the episode, if right. I remember correctly. Right.
1: Him and this lady. Well, in the. They did a remake of it in yeah. the movie, but the Billy Mummy one was good.
0: It was so good. <laughs> yeah there's so many good ones uh same thing i just recently started watching maybe a year ago a little over a year ago now actually about a year and a half i started watching the original star trek with mm-hmm. shatner and oh, them man and the uh best. same thing i like i like a lot of those anthology type shows because you get a good story wraps it up you know it's like comic books were back then you read a book and it was done in one issue yeah it's the
1: best that is the best <laughs> star trek the original yeah. some of the other ones are okay but the, there's just man the original was the best but i had no idea it was dealing with so many social issues you know until especially you especially for back then
0: yeah well yeah yeah the first uh interracial kiss on television mm-hmm. um yeah dude the diversity
1: yeah you, know, you didn't see that kind of diversity on
0: any tv show Nope. you know Yeah. white black, black show, Asian. white yeah yeah. And, yeah yeah it was it was again it was really really cool mm-hmm. um and to be in the future like that, you know. Because it just shows the you the future.
1: A, a, a More of a, 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 a positive. Yeah, yeah, optimistic that we all kind of have something to do with what's going on instead of just one. Well, again, when
0: you're out in space and you look back at Earth and you're like, I'm from Earth. Because if you tell someone I'm from the United States of America, like, where is that? What the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, you know, an alien will be like, oh, I've heard of Earth or whatever they call it. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a big federation, they're not going to know what little tiny. Piece all of mud of, on this mud planet you're on. Yeah. they're all gonna know you're from around. Earth. Pit, yeah. Pit, all, yeah, all our imaginary borders and yeah. stuff like that. So you're right. It's very optimistic. Um, and again, you're right. It's very diverse for its times. And again, nowadays watching it because I didn't grow up with that. I'm like, okay, that's a given. Like it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You'd have a completely diverse crew when you're in space, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: aliens and you know and humans mixing together. And, right. You know, it was it was just. It, it gave you a perspective of, uh, you know, not unlike some other movies where they didn't have, like, movies of the future, like Logan's Run. Uh, I remember Richard Pryor said, you know, they saw this movie, Logan's Run, and there's no black people in it. <laughs> I said, well, people. yeah, they don't. White folks aren't expecting us to be here, you know. And it's, lo- <laughs> it's like, you know, we all play a part. That's what really makes this country so strong is the diversity. It's not one yep. group of people. It's everybody working together. Yep. And that's why... I don't understand. And I don't want to get into uh, politics and all of that, but the division in our country and everything. Yeah, the one. reason why this country is so great is because of everybody's contribution, not exactly. just one group of people. And I don't know if people really realize that. You, what affects one group of people affects all of us together. Mm. If we sink, we all go down. Not just exactly, you know, this group, that group, or that group, or what you believe. And
0: what was it say, in the saying? "A house divided."
1: Cannot stand
0: exactly. You know? Do we really understand that? Sometimes I wonder. Well, I, I think a lot of that. You know, again, I'm not trying to get too political, but a lot of that I think is uh, people higher up wanting to be that way because it's easier to just keep doing what they want to do while everybody keeping else fights. All exactly. At each other, line, yeah. Killing
1: each other, getting high, or doing whatever we're yep. doing to keep us on our butts. Yeah, exactly. But the strength—it's real obvious to me—the strength, the reason why we're so. You know, if you want to say cut above a lot of other countries, is because of the diversity.
0: it's, well, it's of, very true. What's it's, it's a, a, a nation? I tell this to people all the time. Is a the the reason I think it's so divisive now, and the everything is the way it is in the United States, is we're no longer willing to compromise. And at the heart and core of this country, it's a nation built on compromise. Compromising your individualism in the sense of you know my tribe, my my people, mm-hmm. thirteen individual colonies. Uh, compromising their safety and their individuality to fight off to tyranny, together, yeah, right. to come to tira- uh, fight off tyranny, come together. Mm-hmm. And again, we we've compromised for so long, and then we just refuse to do it now. And you won't compromise your culture or your your um your comfort. You know, like, well, I, if we make things easy for them, then it's less easy for me. I'm like, okay, but it's still easy for you, right? Like, it's, uh, you're still comfortable. Like, yeah. So again, people aren't willing to compromise anymore, and instead of again coming together and work, stand, work yeah, together yeah. that they want to be on their own and mm-hmm. you know and like that
1: just brings us down yeah that brings it, us it further down. separates
0: it you know <laughs> civil
1: war yeah fighting each other and that's what those other countries you know the ones that are supposedly our adversary right that's exactly what they want us to do
0: mm-hmm, So, mm-hmm. you know, not completely and again it, yeah. we're always talking like on a on a how do you say it uh
1: like a neutral...
0: Uh, yeah, like, I, uh, again, I'm, I'm pretty middle of the road. Centrist, and, yeah, yeah, centrist. Because the reality is most of the people live in the middle. It's the extremist. The majority yeah. of people
1: <laughs> do, and then uh, there's always just a few bad eggs that are online saying a bunch of yeah. nonsense. Well, and
0: the that. loudest people are the ones that are going to be seen, right? So the loudest from each side, right. of all the extreme ends are going to be the ones seen, so I and don't it, know.
1: I believe it's like that in every country. The majority yep. of the people don't want war. They don't want to fight each other. They just want to live what I was talking about take my care my of their buddy. families, and that's it.
0: Yeah, that's what yeah, I was talking no. to my buddy Dusty a couple episodes ago where it was, yeah, dude, you're you're being drafted to go into a war to go kill some other guy who doesn't mean you any harm besides he's being forced to do the same thing against you right. by dudes in an office safe, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just it doesn't make sense. No. That's why when I'm a Supreme Leader of the United States, I'll do the American First Initiative where uh, politicians have to send their children first to war and... uh yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Right? Um, but no, talking about uh, TV and some of the um diversity, you were talking about a show that you recently watched called Any Day Now.
1: Any Day Now, yeah. Yeah, and what
0: was that one about?
1: It's about these two girls, uh, and they were friends when they were kids. One's white, one's black, and they weren't supposed to be together or do things, and but they refused to listen to society at the time, segregation in the Deep South, and they wanted to be friends so they would do whatever they could and they met at this little house or something this little clubhouse and they would do their little stuff together and hang out and they ran into all kinds of adversity and that's basically what the show deals with but they do the flashbacks to when they were little girls up to now where one of them's a lawyer one of them writes books and is like a housewife and stuff and they're still friends and uh, you know uh, the white family they they have a daughter and she's married to a black kid and they have a biracial kid and you know, I mean, it's really crazy. And then the, the the black girl is a lawyer, and she deals with all of the legal stuff and everything, but their relationship still runs into these problems, uh, you know, in, in today's society that they were having problems with way back then, and they show how they deal dealt with it as kids and how they deal with it as adults, and... They still have these disagreements and get mad at each other, and it's over racial situations. And, right. You know, it's really an enlightening show, and I, I just stumbled on it, you know, and uh, it's like, I never saw the show. Or, you know, it just came right. and went, and uh, it's really, really interesting how they do it, and uh, I, I just, you know, there's not a lot of good TV on now. My last favorite show that was ever on this off now. It comes on the same. Uh, station, it's that uh, Start TV. I think it's mostly they show shows about women in lead roles and stuff. And um it's uh called Cold Case. Yeah, Cold Case. Cold is good. Case was a really good show, but boy, they were really pushing a, a alternate lifestyle agenda. You could <laughs> tell, you know. And I'm not really with all of that, you know. I'm I certainly believe in live and let live. I don't judge yeah. people on their lifestyle and everything, even if I don't agree with it. But it's the uh, best way to have it. Well, you can tell that they're pushing that though, and you know, I kind of have issue with that too. But that's a good, well written show. (laughs) You know, everybody likes a good whodunit. Right. Everybody Um. does. And that's what Scooby Doo was. (laughs) You think about it, Scooby Doo, that's why it was so popular, but then with the theme with all the the you know the monsters and the this and that, but none of it was real, but it was basically a whodunit. And that set the standard for every cartoon (sighs) after nineteen sixty nine. Scooby-Doo, there were all these knockoff shows of Scooby-Doo. I could go down the line of all of them, but they all kind of had that theme. Well, Cold Case was just like, man, that show was so good, so good. Some of them shows were kind of whacked out, but there were a lot of good ones. They would go all the way back to the 30s, 40s, and, you know, deal with racial issues, uh, sexual orientation, uh, class issues. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and they dealt with it all with you know who done it. And some of it was kind of like, man, well they didn't have to kill that person, but that's what the show was centered around. So, yes, yeah, but true. that was like my last favorite show that was on. But that any day now, I never saw it when it was out. I don't know if it was on cable or whatever.
0: There's a lot yeah. of shows that are like that where they just come and go, and that's the one thing that. People don't understand sometimes is uh just because a show didn't go that long or wasn't popular doesn't mean it wasn't good yeah because when you yeah. look at movies and music uh, what's popular isn't always the best mm-hmm. and what's the best isn't always popular right um and yeah same thing I'll, I'll get on like netflix or hulu and an old show will pop up like oh you watch this you want to check this out and i'm like damn this is good when did this come out like 2001 <laughs> 2011 you know yeah and i'm like oh wow that long ago like and then i start looking like oh yeah they got flip phones or you know <laughs> just stuff like that um you know, it, it's cool, uh, like you said, uh, with the NA Day now, is um, shedding light on stuff you would have probably not thought about, Mm-mm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. Just simple stuff like when Derek and I were talking in the last episode. Uh, you know, we, we live in California. It's pretty pretty uh, progressive. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't really worry about a lot of stuff you worry about in other parts of the country. So it's really easy to not understand how things are for certain groups of people outside of your area, you know. That's, that's one of the things that sucks when you don't, travel or get to see the world right and there was points you know like dirk and i talked about where uh, you know we're driving through the south and we stop at a gas station and mm-hmm. it's like yeah dude there was one place where they didn't want to let us get gas still <laughs> really yeah the people wouldn't move out of the way of the gas pumps They're i shouldn't
1: just... be i shouldn't be surprised but
0: <laughs> you know and there was one place where i was like yeah you go in there uh there was one one it was me jesse chris and derek and we stopped mm-hmm. at a mcdonald's mcdonald's you know yeah. everywhere it's everywhere it's mm-hmm. on oil rigs you know like it's everywhere <laughs> and we go in there and people stopped eating and were staring at us like we were the first not white people they've ever seen in well, their life that
1: happened to us that would happen to us right here in fresno when really? i was younger yeah we'd go into a restaurant and that <laughs> would happen i remember that from being a kid um but now you're right about california being progressive but fresno is not fresno mm. and clovis are not that progressive yeah they're more uh, conservative and you know for a person like me and growing up in the household and the surroundings i did and you know a musician for a father and there we were a progressive we had our conservative values as far as family goes and all that, but we were pretty much a progressive family. And I'm a bleeding heart liberal, I mean, <laughs> through and through, especially on social issues, you know, when it comes to fiscal stuff and, you know, finances and all that, I'm more conservative. But socially, I'm I'm definitely liberal, so.
0: Oh well, same. I think most of the social, like, uh, liberal policies are definitely just more empathetic in the sense, like, you know. Um, there is a lot of to like, and then like you said, a lot of the conservative stuff. When it comes to fiscal stuff, makes more sense. I think uh, there definitely has to be compromise somewhere, and that's the problem oh, yeah. is no neither side is willing to compromise, so you'll nope. just never get anything done. You know, you want health care for everyone. All right, well, let's find a way to make it work. Don't just say we want it for free. I'm like, that's not that's how children think. I want a unicorn. Well, how? Like, I don't know. I just want it. No. yeah I'm like no see that's just not how it works but if you're willing to compromise and find a way to work be like i understand you don't want to raise taxes for everyone so let's figure out a way to make it work for everyone pay your fair share yeah everybody your... can pay their fair <laughs> share if i gotta
1: pay them you should pay them too yeah. whether yeah. you make two million dollars a year or that's the that's I the make problem i have two thousand with, uh, dollars a year
0: <laughs> that's the problem i have with uh these quote-unquote rep- republicans who say they don't want any any uh welfare and this and i'm like yeah but you'll you'll give corporations that don't need it all these bailouts and you know you want you don't you say you don't want welfare but there's corporate welfare going on rampant left and right so for
1: farmers too i mean it depends it's all like you know we go pointing fingers and stuff like that this is the greatest country in the world nobody should be out on the street yep. except for if by choice if they're getting high and all of that but they still need help too and empathy and and help
0: i think that's a lot of it too
1: not on the street and nobody should be going hungry yeah
0: there's so much food there's so much waste that we should not yeah no one
1: should go hungry Uh, a coworker of mine said this and he was really progressive and you know he was liberal he was like one of my heroes uh his name was eric parsons he passed away a few years ago he said something to me that really stuck with me he said if everybody lives within their means if everybody on this planet lived within their means nobody would go without yeah. And I had to stop and think about that. You know, that would mean serious self-sacrifice and thinking of your other person. And then uh, in uh, Phantom Menace, yeah, when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon went to talk to Jar Jar's people. The Gungans. The Gungans. And uh, Obi-Wan was telling their leader, uh, the king of the Gungans, he's like, look, dude, don't you realize that what affects you is going to affect everybody else? We form a symbiotic right. circle. And I'm like going, and that's our situation. <laughs> it is totally our situation. Whether you're a white supremacist and a, or a a, a, a gay uh, uh, activist or a, a, a Black Lives Matter, you know, whatever hits, you know, like the the George Floyd thing or or, you know, uh, the Capitol being stormed, All of that stuff is going to affect eventually it's just gonna ripple it's gonna affect us all because we all live in this country we're all on the same boat Mm -hmm. and somebody shoots (laughs) in the bottom of the boat guess who's going down all of us are so you know when when obi-wan i always remember that part in the movie too (laughs) i like the movie i know the loyalists don't like jar jar and all the the cg and everything i don't care about the cg i just don't like jar jar (laughs) (laughs) and we could do a whole segment on that alone but uh when Obi-Wan said that to the leader, I mean, he was absolutely positively right. And they all came together
0: and they destroyed. Yeah, they fought off the separatists. They together. The yeah. Together.
1: And I just like when Obi-Wan said that to the, because he right. was absolutely right. But that applies to us as well.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, like you said, we are definitely in a symbiotic relationship Completely. with everyone else. We're all... We all, it is, it's, it's a, when they say multi yeah, it's very much we're we're an organism, you know, our country's an organism, we're made of a bunch of different little cells, mm-hmm. uh, which is humans, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so true, um, especially with, you know, coming together instead of getting mm-hmm. further and further apart, you know, um, which will lead into uh, the, the next one where we wanted to talk about was, uh, you said you were looking forward to a movie called Judas and the Black, Black Messiah. Messiah.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a story about uh, Fred Hammond. Uh, Chairman Fred Hammond uh, from Chicago, he was the uh, chapter leader in Chicago of the Black Panther Party. And he was assassinated by basically by our government. You know, I think J. Edgar Hoover took him out basically. And uh, well, the movie kind of goes into detail about the dude that sold him out. You know, he was in their circle and uh, he he was an informant for the FBI and then the police and. They all stormed the the apartment that he was in, and they basically just assassinated him. So the movie's about that, but I I don't have streaming and a lot of the...
0: What's the streaming on? Do you know?
1: I don't know. I'm just waiting for the DVD to come (laughs) out. That's what I always do. Uh, And then that one, A Night in Miami with uh, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, and... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Regina King was the director or the producer. I want to see that, too. That looks like a really good movie, man. A lot of stuff was going on just in that little segment, you know, when Muhammad Ali or uh, Cassius Clay at the time Cassius changed Clay, his yeah. name to Muhammad Ali and stuff. So I'd like to see that, too. But that that Judas and the Black Messiah, man, that looks good.
0: Well, and that's the thing that you were saying was um, uh what he was with the the I, I always call them characters because they're so bigger than life, uh, mm-hmm. but they're real people. Um, what you what you were saying that he was doing is bringing together not just African Americans. No, it
1: wasn't just blacks he was bringing together. No, and that's what made him such a threat. I think is that he was uniting poor whites, he was uh, Hispanics, blacks. Uh, Asians, just everybody. And, and the man could speak. you think Martin Luther King could speak or was a great orator. Those, those yeah. are the words they use. He was a really good uh, speaker. And um, boy, you just had to see a Fred Hammond
0: speech to see. I mean... <laughs> well, and that's the thing that people don't realize when they think minorities. They think, you know, colored people. You know, they think brown or black or, you know, Asian or whatever. And yeah. the reality is there's a lot of oppressed people that are white too, you know. After... After the uh, Civil War, um, if it wasn't so, Abraham Lincoln was planning on helping rebuild a lot of the reconstruction. South. Yeah, yeah reconstruction. reconstruction. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, none of that happened when he got assassinated. And yeah, uh, the the people who were down there just got it worse and worse and worse. And it's it's rough, you know. The yeah, it's it's hard to think that way sometimes. Where it's again. The way the way the narrative is, and the way the you see a lot of stuff is like you think color only, but there's a lot of people who are always being oppressed. And again, right. instead of looking for ways to divide and be like, well, we can use help, but not them. They don't need it. It's like, well, how mm-hmm. about everybody gets help? How about we help everyone and come together? And instead of looking for ways to separate each other, look for ways right. to come back together. You know, right. one of my uh, there's this comedian who. Um, uh, his name, damn, I feel bad. I always forget names. Um, really, really funny guy. Uh, let me look it up real quick because I, I just watched that clip not too long ago on uh, YouTube. Um, yeah, uh, Rat King, what's his name? Um, look it right now. But he has this really good um, Theo Vaughn. His name's Theo Vaughn. And he's from the yeah. South. Mm-hmm. And he has this joke. You know, if you look it up, the Ovon uh, Plum, it'll come up. And he grew up in the South, really, really poor. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, I'd have to layer up tank tops in the winter. You know, <laughs> I <I'm> just couldn't <gonna laughs> afford a sweater. And all his friends were black. And he would uh whenever he'd hang out with his buddy he'd be like man how can you do this to us yeah. man and he was what do you mean you think i'd do this to you you think i'd you know i'd, I'd make you so poor and treat you so bad and move right down the road from you like <laughs> nah man we're in this together now we're we gonna share this plum or not <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah there's so many people that are again they're in it together and right. and uh sometimes it just takes looking at the perspective of like yeah man everybody needs help everybody can use help and um and, uh, how about, uh, we're, we're a little less greedy, a little less self-centered. And I know it's, it's, it's more, it's harder work to think about others than just worry about yourself. It definitely is. It's more work. It's easier to just be like, oh, I'll just worry about my own and myself and we'll call it good. It's definitely a little bit more work. It's definitely a little bit harder, but you know what? Like, uh, it's like Bruce Lee would say, nothing worth having in life comes easy. No. And I think, uh, unity and being compassionate to other people, it's definitely worth having, you know, we're humans at the end of the day. Right. Um, and we have to show that we're not just animals out there running around doing what we want. You know, like we have community, we have... um like you said, we're this organism that needs to all work together. Otherwise it's circle. Exactly. What affects
1: one of us is going to affect us yep. all eventually. Yeah. If that, if the,
0: <laughs> if the organism dies, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just one part of it that's dying or another part of it. It all goes down, you know? Right. Like, right. uh, <laughs> and
1: don't listen to the extremists. And I, I say that on both sides, yep. not just white supremacists. There's black supremacists too. I mean, if there is such a thing, but you know, I have a brother that's into a lot of internet nonsense and, uh, if you listen to all those people too long, like all that QAnon stuff and everything, it's all nonsense, yeah. you know? And they're just a minority. The majority of people are just trying to make a living, take care of their families. They don't yep. care about racial stuff, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're programmed to think a certain way racially in this country, I believe, subconsciously. But uh, all in all, people just want to provide for their families, take care, of, you know, and be able to put food on the table and stuff like that. They don't really care about a lot of the Trump this or Biden that, and uh, you know, conservative or, or liberal, and they don't care about all of that stuff, man. It's like, wh- how am I going to put food on the table? How mm-hmm. am I going to live, you know, and do this and do that and whatever, and keep my kids from catching coronavirus or myself and all of that. Right, right. Uh, and so, when we meet on those common, you know, on those those common grounds, and as long as what you're doing doesn't hurt anybody else.
0: And you're contributing to your community yeah you know that i think that's the most important thing too is community because your community is there when you can't do it on your own again everybody wants to do it on their own and be an island and the reality is when you have problems, when you falter, your community helps. Your community could be your friends, your family, your neighbors. A provider for yeah. certain
1: things. Clothes, food.
0: Yeah. Uh, last year when everything shut down, you know, the shop yeah, was closed I saw for two. Yeah, how too.
1: everybody was coming together. Yeah. That was really, really cool. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I believe most people, that's where I believe most people are. You know, that, that silent majority that Richard Nixon talked about that supposedly got him elected and stuff. Uh that silent majority, I believe, and regardless of color or anything, they far outweigh, you know, your, your extremists. There are way more of the centrist people, and they're not on, you know, uh, Republican side or Democratic side. They exactly. may be considered independents or whatever. Yeah. They just want to see stuff happen and get done and, yep. you know, want to see people get along. You don't have to agree. Nobody, no two exactly. people are going to totally agree on everything, but we can get along. We that's can coexist I, I always, yeah. and we can get along.
0: That's what I always tell my buddy, especially my nephew. Like he's so young and he's impressionable, and you know, uh, especially when you're taught like by adults who think a certain way or this and that, and they're teaching a the kid. You know, when you tell a kid, it's written in stone. You do this or that. And it was, so when I talk to him, like, why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's how we're supposed to do it, right? I'm like, well, no. You know, you got to think or this and that. Like, just because you don't like something doesn't mean you have to force it on someone else Mm -hmm. you know i don't like onions and pickles on my hamburgers now when i go to mcdonald's (laughs) i don't go and pull them off of everybody's burgers right yeah like because they might like them and it's not hurting anyone right like yeah so why why you know you you start adding layers to where it's like let them live their life the way they want to live as long as it's not hurting anyone Mm -hmm. uh, that's fine to reach his own yeah exactly we had a a five minute you know (laughs) back and forth on thursday about you know just let and let live and all that and yeah all over the cliches yeah yeah but it's cliches are cliches for a reason yeah you know like well they make perfect sense and
1: they're true that that's the one thing you can't get away from they are absolutely true right you know and so uh if you're too worried about your neighbor or somebody else and you got problems yeah <laughs> you know worry about yourself exactly first. or again if
0: you don't like the community you're in Get up and move. You know, Do what you need to do to make things better for yourself, for your people, or for your community. You might not like, again, the people, and they might have, be having problems because they're going through certain things. So let's see about helping them out. Mm-hmm. There was one great... um, Again, Superman's been pretty trash the last few years with the yeah. comic books. Yeah. And the only one that I really liked was the Batman Superman title written by Joshua Williamson. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one issue where they're fighting what is basically the remnant of uh I think it was a Brainiac or Cyborg Superman's like AI mm-hmm. and the idea is he's supposed to come up with uh, the the AI is supposed to come up with um, how do you say uh uh the the AI is supposed to come up with answers to threats before they even happen right mm-hmm. so what it starts doing is it starts making Superman and Batman fight their you know robot versions of their biggest enemies and Batman's you know being uh, it shows Batman first and he's solving all these detective problem right. stuff. Right. And um, then it shows Superman and Superman's just punching through everyone. And the AI's <laughs> like, uh, maybe your problems aren't necessarily strength based. I mean, you're Superman. Maybe they're more morality, character based. Mm. And um, so he starts telling him, like, uh, um, oh, I wish I could remember the exact panels, but it was, he, he's basically saying, like, uh, you help people um or oh, man let me find the let me find the panel because it's so perfect it talks about Lex Luthor basically with Superman and what it does is it, it again it, it opens up a it opens up a narrative that you would never thought and I, I, it's gonna be this is my like me um paraphrasing but it basically tells him, like oh just like Lex Luthor he goes no not like Lex Luthor at all Lex Luthor uses his power to hurt people instead of help them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, or I use my my uh my uh my power to save people instead of hurt them like Lex does, and the AI asks him well why is that and he goes well Lex was um I, I was raised by a loving family who taught me to help others to to um you know be a good person. And uh, empathetic and stuff, mm-hmm. and Lex Luthor's parents would rather hurt him than help him and love him. Right. And then the AI asks Superman, "Well, how come you don't save Lex Luthor then?" And you just like think, like, "Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe if he helped him out, he'd be a better guy. Like, he'd be yeah. he'd his mindset would be a little bit better." Because previous to that, during Rebirth era, Lex was trying to do the the right thing. He put on a power suit with Superman's right. S, mm-hmm. and yeah. he was being a superhero. Yeah. And again, you still have to deal with his. Is the way he thinks you know he's trying to do the good thing right he's trying to be a superhero um but people keep thinking like oh it's lex uther he's evil and him not only trying to save people but also convince them that he's there to help and there was an issue where they get he gets brought to apocalypse you know um where Darkseid's from and uh he's trying to get help from superman and uh he sends his suit or whatever to go get him and it's like ignoring him, ignoring him, ignoring Superman's ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it. And then the suit's basically built in where it's like if he's not getting a response, it's just going to teleport him and anybody around him to where he's at. It's like a failsafe, like all all, all has failed. I need I need you now. <laughs> and it brings Superman, Lois, and Jonathan, their son. It brings the whole family and it separates them. They go through all this crazy stuff. They fight it off or fight off the bad guys. And Superman's so many goes up to him. He's like how could you do that you know like you you put my family in danger um you, you, next time you ask and he and lex basically is like get off of me i did ask that suit would only bring you over if you weren't answering and you like to talk all this bullcrap about mm-hmm. we're t- we're in this together i'm wearing your crest i'm all in and when i ask you for help you don't answer mm-hmm. so he's and he rips off the i like, i'm done with this like i'm done yeah, you know yeah. you say you're superman you say you want to be better but you know, obviously when it comes to me, it's it's a different different way. So I think a lot of that, um again, mm-hmm. I, I like reading a lot of the stories that uh, shed, give you a different perspective, different point of view. Again, saving Lex Luthor, nobody would have ever thought of that. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool idea. No, it is. It, it, it really is because, again, a lot of the times, you know, every now and then you get your crazy psychopaths like Joker and all that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times these bad guys are just villains of circumstance they had problems you know uh sandman you know like you think he wants to do what he does you think he'd rather not just have a regular job that he can afford to pay all his bills and be with Mm -hmm. his daughter all the time like no they're they're victims of circumstance and if these these heroes really really cared they'd try to find a way to help them out instead of right just throw them in jail just make the cycle go over and over and over you know, well,
1: it, well they need that to sell comic books, and you got to have a villain, right? okay? But no, I see it from a, a human, a, a more human perspective. Yeah, if right. it were real, then yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But right, yeah, I mean, but to touch on, but it even on trying, reality
0: though, is you know, we don't help a lot of these guys. We throw them in no, jail, and that is it. It is what it is. Norway away, the
1: key don't offer re, uh, rehabilitation yep. and when they do
0: and come out, and, they have that stamp, and it's just harder and harder, and they keep going back in. So and,
1: is that by design?
0: Yeah, some I think sometimes it is. Yeah. Some times well, a lot of times yeah <laughs>
1: well they spend more money on prisons than they do on schools so yeah you that's tell crazy me, you tell me yeah what we do have they s- really want there's more money in prison system than right. in educating people but that's not true uh there's this uh, movie i i've seen uh that i have it's a dvd it's about abraham from the bible and uh when his wife was uh sarah when sarah was uh taken by the pharaoh this is in the movie it doesn't do right. this in the bible actually but uh The pharaoh's talking to her, and he said uh, how he's building, he wants to build a pyramid. And he goes, yes, we also build communities, and we build schools. And the pharaoh goes, I find that an uneducated uh, population is bad for the kingdom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, (laughs) man.
0: But it's true. If everybody was educated, it only served to help everyone out. You know, it it really makes things better. It benefits the
1: community more so than throwing them in prison. Yep. And locking up the, yeah, yeah. So a few people are getting rich off the prison system instead of the whole country being enriched yeah. by educating the population. I couldn't believe that when he said that, and this is supposed to be ancient, you know, ancient Egypt. Right. Right. And so, to hear him say that is like, whoa.
0: Well, again, we're, we're taught to think like the more current, the the smarter, the better, the more empathetic. And again, mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier, I like a lot of historical um, research. I watch yeah. a lot of videos and one of the biggest ones was like, again, we're, we're talking, uh, not, uh, Kublai Khan, not Genghis Khan, Kublai Khan, mm-hmm. you know, a um, Mongol, you know, we, we think these Mongolians are, are barbarians, right? right? That's the way they portray him. Yeah, yeah. And you start seeing that he was more inclusive, more diverse in his kingdom than anyone else. In almost all of history.
1: And they don't talk about
0: that. And they don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. He would have in his court, in his advisors, all kinds of different religions. He would have true religious freedom. He's like, no religion should be in charge. It's, I'm in charge. Right. (laughs) You know, and you guys can think how you want as long as you believe that I'm in charge and this is the way things are. Right. He would be, he would do crazy things like, uh, oh, these people, this group of people are really good masons. I'm going to take a bunch of them and send them out to my other countries. All mm-hmm. oh, these Persians, or uh, what were they called at the time? Yeah, they were Persians. Persians, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, they're they're great governors, so you know what? I'm going to take Persian people that I trust to go to these other areas and make sure my my kingdom, my empire's ran properly. Right. He he, he was so smart, so intelligent, and again, these Mongolians are, are horseback riding barbarians who just mm-hmm. pillage and murder and like rape. Yeah. And right, yeah, and you're just like, again, that's just the narrative where it's like, you know if you're if you if you're not from us you're you're backwards you know just like uh the romans as much as i like roman history they're like oh yeah these barbarians well who were the barbarians well they were the saxons and the the what were the uh the german the germanic tribes called but it's like they had their own cultures and again it was just different that's the thing too is just people think it's because it's different it's not smart and i think that's again a lot of the humanity aspect of it where you think i'm smart i'm this way so if they're not like me then they're Bad, and I said it's not bad. They're just different. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stories out there, you know, that are real. Um, that shed light on it. That's why I say it's, it's so hard not to call them characters because you think yeah. like they're so bigger than life. You're like a person like that can't exist. And you're like, yeah, they did. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. What was it really like, other than what they just tell us? Exactly. History books.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. History books. I didn't know about. I didn't learn a whole lot about the. Pacific War from World War Two until mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago when I did my own research on it because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. certain I Again, I want to keep saying characters, certain historical people Kept right. popping up in my feed and that I'd watch videos on I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting and you know, you just go down that wormhole of like let me learn more and more and more and uh, Yeah, it's just again really cool really interesting um, and you the more you learn the more you realize again, there's there If we were to come together you're like we were talking earlier if you were to just not put yourself above everyone else and right on right. the same floor. That's why, again, the, you need to find good stories that challenge your opinion, challenge your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't, if you don't change, you're not going to get better. You know, you, you won't grow. Yeah, exactly. You,
1: grow, you just stay right where you are and stagnant. And some people are, are okay with that. And I kind of associate that and don't take this as a hit as conservative. Stay the way we are. Mm-hmm. Don't progress into something better or evolve into a, a, a more, uh, you know, better situation and stuff like, no, just leave everything the way it is. Let's just stay the way we are conservative. Because things
0: are good right now. I'm like, well, they're well, good for, for you. you.
1: Yeah. For you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course you want that to stay the same. Exactly. You don't care about other people. And what about for them, you know, or for your your uh, next generation, your yeah. kids? Just because you got it good now doesn't mean they will. Right. And you're limiting them, limiting them by not
0: Allowing them to get better. That's the idea, right? Yeah, and learn
1: about other people and and progress and grow too. That was the
0: idea of the rule of two with the Sith is, you know, uh, uh, you get better through every generation. The apprentice has to be stronger, better at every way in order to replace the previous generation. Right, right, right.
1: Right. And things change. They do,
0: yeah. What worked 100 years ago, 200 years ago, might not work 250 years later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's a shame that people are too stuck. In yeah. the past, and want to keep things in 1950s and the 40s, and right. where it only benefited certain people and not others, right? And, and women too, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's it's kind of interesting to see how a lot of people think you don't want to move outside of. Uh, you know, the only thing they know.
0: Right. Right. No, it's completely understand. I'm so voracious Mm -hmm. when it comes to consuming media and stories in general. And I like different again, when it comes to like, everybody complains about, Oh, they got, you know, this actor playing this character or this and that, and they're Mm -hmm. not even this. I'm like, Mm -hmm. is the character's point supposed to be that he is this color or this ethnicity or this way of thinking? If that's not the point of the character, then I don't care. You know, black Panther is supposed to be black, right? John Stewart's supposed to be black yeah Superman's an alien why does he have to be white
1: <laughs> yeah that's a whole other thing
0: <laughs> right so and again everybody like you said it's considered like the, I, I just grew up with this I like it the, the way this is and mm-hmm. I'm like okay but I just want to watch or listen to or read a good story so I don't care yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody again not everybody has to think the same way I do everyone can have their own opinion
1: and they do and they do <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially when it comes to music
0: oh yeah all right, Kurt. Well, we recorded a good amount. Had some great stories come up. Uh, a lot of good suggestions. Again, that any day now sounds great. I'm definitely gonna check out Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I was looking one it day up in
1: Miami. I think it's called.
0: Yeah, yeah, one day, one night, something like that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, the Judas and the Black Messiah. I saw they're gonna be streaming it on Hulu Plus or whatever Not Hulu Plus, uh, HBO Max. Um, and it'll be street, it'll be in theaters the same time as well When they do come out with it So I might check that out as well Because I want it to look cool And in the words of,
1: of Sly Stone <laughs> I have everyday people yeah, yeah. I may be right But I could be wrong my own beliefs are in my song. <laughs> you milk, a baker, you'll be, and then you can't figure out the bag of men. I
0: have everyday people, yeah, yeah. All right, and with that, uh, <laughs> we're going to go on out. I'd ask Kurt if he has anything to plug, but he's pretty much uh, grounded right now. Um, no uh, no internet, no online accounts, no, anything oh, like I'm that? I'm off
1: the grid as far as yeah. all of that stuff. No Facebook, no, I don't believe in none of that <laughs> stuff, man. I'm uh, too old. Too old. I leave that to, to guys like Roman and there all you the, go. the younger people, and I just kind of <laughs> feed off of them a little there bit. There you go, absorb it
0: through yeah. osmosis. Um, but, yeah, if yeah. you're looking for the weaving word, podcast we are on facebook instagram twitter under weaving words podcast uh, you know where to find us for uh, episodes we're on podbean uh, apple podcast pretty much if you google weaving words podcast you'll find us uh we have a discord server called the hooligan squad uh usually we have the link in the description if you guys have any suggestions on how to make the show better um any ideas for returning guests you know we're over a year into it we got a lot of the guys who would like to come back and to share some more stories So, if you have any uh any guests that you guys uh, really like listening to, then uh, let us know, and we'll try to get uh, do our best to get them back on. Uh, thanks, and uh, have a good one. Goodbye.